Coming up on OTH, Raymond and I go over patch 11.5, LCS week 5, and the spring mid-season showdown format. Also, we talk about how League would be like with seasonal metas, and what are the most important things to teach new players in 2021. Lastly, spoiler alert, that's it, we talk about how we feel about spoilers. We hope you enjoy episode 6 of On the Hunt. Welcome everybody to episode 6 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host Chris, aka the wannabe gamer. Because I like play video games, dude, but I don't really play video games. I just play League of Legends. And joining me on every episode is our other co-host, Raymond. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Raymond. Raymundo. I'm right with you, dude. <laughs> I'm right with you on that, though. You play League of Legends. You say I'm a gamer. I play on my free time, like, two games of Bloons Tower Defense every week, and that's my uh, variety gaming. But I'm a gamer. Yeah, dude. Honestly... My my Steam library is tiny. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have nothing. Really? I have like maybe maybe 20 games. Okay. And like 15 of those are Humble Bundle. Damn. So they, like, are they really games? Dude, then you're really a, a wannabe gamer. My my, I'm the classic gamer where my Steam library, you know, like back in high school and stuff, Steam sales. I buy all kinds of stuff. You know, it's like oh, it's such a good deal. And then I like just have. There's so many games in here that I've just literally never installed. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I'm I I have some games. Maybe I over exaggerated. I have some stuff, but like a lot of that stuff I'll never touch or I'll never play it or or even like I'll never even finish it. Like I I was playing that near near Automata game mm-hmm. and I I haven't finished it. It's been like two no, it's been 3 months since I picked up that game. Damn. And like I don't really care because like you play as different characters in that game and I when you don't play as 2B anymore, I don't care. <laughs> so But yeah. You know, that's fair. That's uh woe is me. What's going on with you, man? What's up? Uh, not much, man. Like, like I said, actually, been been vibing to some Loons Tower Defense with the bros lately. But uh, yeah, otherwise, just going along. The Legends of Runeterra expansion came out last weekend. I've been messing with some Sharima decks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Actually, I have to confess to you, I have not played League in in nearly a, a whole week. <laughs> I haven't even touched the game. I played like maybe a couple Earth games yesterday. And, and and speaking of which, I heard that Earth is going away tonight, unfortunately. Tonight? I it's read like that. It's like the end of the pass. Because tonight is when the pass ends, too. And I need to get, like, I need to I need to win or lose, like, one more game to get the last token mission. Oh, uh, that actually makes a lot of sense, then, why it would be today of, like, all days. Yeah. Uh, I just, I read it on the internet, and maybe that's not the best place to get resourceful information. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, where else are you going to hear information about, like, League of Legends? Like, come on. From your local library, dude. That's, <laughs> that's where it comes from. But yeah, so I haven't I haven't played um I haven't played League of Legends because last week a friend of mine, a fan of the show actually, introduced me to TFT, and Ooh. dude, I have been absolutely, I've been really deep in TFT. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, <laughs> to, is this the first time you've like played TFT? Yeah, dude. It's actually the, I have never played TFT before for like the year and a half that it's been out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. And so, yeah, just like maybe like two weeks ago, I tried TFT for the first time. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> and then last week, I just started playing it for some more. Got placed in Iron 2, my man. Nice. Damn, Cause dude. I, okay. Because I was terrible at that game. And then I've honestly played like 50 or 60 hours of that game in the last six days. Damn. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's pure degen, actually. And, and now I'm platinum. So I think I'm just... Oh, a prodigy at the game oh shit i thought you were gonna say like i'm now i've gotten all the way from iron 2 to bronze something and i was like yeah well you know i'm i'm silver 2 at least so you know <laughs> eat that chris and then you hit me with the platinum fuck 
yeah, we're making we're getting up there. I'm still learning a lot, but like I've been following a lot of guides when I play, and so that that's what makes it really easy. That's fair. And it, it, the problem is that like I don't really learn. I like. I'm starting to learn now that I'm trying to play without the guides. But yeah, it was, um, I had a lot of hand holding at the start as well. And, um, shout out to that guy, Forest Hermit, on my friends list. Forest Hermit, damn. I've got him on my friends list. He's like, you know him? He's like, I, I just, I remember, I mean, I remember that he was at Davis. He was on the, he was on the, the A team, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he he was on the team. He played the same year that we played with right. all of the, the import students. Right, right, right. <laughs> And then he played the second year with um, as mid laner as well on the main, um, what, I guess, tier one team, I guess it would be called. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But yeah, the infamous Rise Cassiopeia player. Yes, 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 yes. He's actually yeah. like high rated in TFT, right? Like, mm-hmm. I actually, I looked it up the other day. I think he was challenger the first season or set, whatever they're called. Right. And then he's been, he was GM for like the next three or four sets. And then this one, he hasn't played that much. But yeah, shout out to that guy because I sometimes see him on my friends list. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a buddy of mine who's like grandmaster in, in this set too, TFT. That's pretty crazy, dude. Actually, I love how fast you can climb in that game if you're just like, if you're a wizard. Yeah, if you're Because you can dubs. get like, you can get from like 60 to 90 LP off a win. It's so crazy. Yeah. Honestly, placements in TFT. Placements in TFT is the best rank experience because you just like if you get a dub, it's like 300 LP, and you're like, yes, give it all to me. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I was addicting about it at first. Is I was just getting like 90 LP for like second place or something, and I was like, ooh, that's a nice feeling for <laughs> once. And honestly, dude, the reason why like I I spammed it so much is because I played so many Earth games the week beforehand. Like, um, before our last episode, I had played like fifty games of Earth, and that absolutely destroyed my wrists. Ooh. And so I needed a break. <laughs> That's fair. And uh, TFT gave it to me. So shout outs to that. All right, dude. Well, what else? What else you got? Anything? Should we move on? Get into the actual show? Yeah, dude. Let's hop right into patch eleven point five that dropped last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and actually unfortunately i actually like i didn't even look at the patch notes for a long time and um i actually looked at the tft patch notes first feels bad <laughs> he's really Anyways, yeah we really lost him <laughs> might start a tft podcast dude you never know oh shit oh shit um but yeah it dropped last week was there anything on there that caught your mind or caught your eye uh you know i think we talked about some of this stuff the you know the week before when we looked at the preview um i think i'm looking now and i see uh the nurse to seraphine i like i like those nerfs um saw a little bit of a buff to samira try and keep her relevant still i feel like she's really dropped out um the real the real you know my pick of the week last week got a ap ratio buff on you know kiana w so like that's that's what to look out for guys <laughs> Ooh, I do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I think those are the probably the main ones. I think are like the surfing, uh, surfing like Udyr nerfs are nice too. Those kind of stuff. Not, not too many crazy things patched besides the Senna changes. Yep. Okay, then I think when I'm looking at these patch notes, what caught my eye is um the Serpent's Fang thing that we talked about last week. Um, I think the Stride Baker change is interesting to increase the dash range. I don't really I don't care too much that the the damage and the slow went down as long as the slow is there like a meaningful amount. I, uh, Right now, it went from 60 to 40%, and that's still, like, a good amount to slow somebody by. And just increasing the range is pretty crazy, actually, and the speed. So I'm pretty interested in that. I don't know. I actually don't play a lot of top lane these days. And then another change I was looking at was the Black Cleaver change. I like that they added back the, the old Phage move speed on it. So, like, you hit somebody, you get move speed, like like Triforce, I guess. Um, so I really like that um, because I did not like that old passive that it had where, like, you have to put max stacks on somebody and to do, like, bonus damage. Like, no, get out of here. Yeah, 
That's true. I feel like that's one of those when when I saw it like in preseason, it sounded like damn, that's a cool like bruiser like tank fantasy like Hecarim gets in there, he's AOEing everybody with this missing health damage, and then just in real games, it never came to a situation where you wanted Black Cleaver for that. Yeah, and then um they also reduced the cost on Black Cleaver as well. So I'm gonna have to hit up some Reddit mathematicians to see what the 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 value of the item is. Um, but I'm pretty interested in the item now. Even um even maybe making it on some AD carries or something dude a little lucian action Ooh. some black cleaver lucian yeah go back to the old days the yomu's cleaver lucian essence reaver black cleaver yeah actually yeah maybe maybe a little lucidity boots on there to get that high ability haste okay okay let's give it a try i'm totally down <laughs> yeah let's, too bad black cleaver's not blue in color true yeah that's that's the only downside to that build for sure uh-huh and then um i guess one last thing i'm like kind of interested in is that they nerfed azir's w not by a lot but um i'm glad that champion's getting hit even though i'm a, a dirty azir player myself <laughs> yeah i know i agree i think that's actually i, I like that change like i don't know 10 damage off sand soldiers like you look at it and it's like wow just 10 damage not that much but that's one of those things where like when they nerf karthus q by five damage and it's like wow only five damage when this champ is insane giga broken but they you know sand soldiers attack like 18 times on the wave and then now they just do 180 less damage if you do that so it's pretty good yeah actually i really enjoy small adjustments instead of big ones so i, I like when they take off 10 damage per level or something like that yeah, I feel like it's hard. It's It feels kind of bad for people who don't, like, if you don't hard read patch notes or, like, are thinking about this stuff, and then you get into games and somebody picks his ear and they're like, man, how did this game go so badly? I couldn't push the wave level one or something. It's like, yeah, dude, should have the patch notes. <laughs> should have read the patch notes, dude. It, it used to bother me when people told me, when people didn't read patch notes, and then now that I'm an older man, <laughs> who's much more mature. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, there was a, I used to read patch notes religiously, and then there was a period where I just didn't read any for, like, two years. Mostly because they were getting long as hell, and I was kind of bored. <laughs> and kind of falling out of league at that time. Uh, but yeah. And then, like, once you miss one, like, I didn't want to catch up anymore. It's yeah. like, it's like homework, I guess. It's kind of true, yeah. Like, I don't even, dude, I bought so many textbooks in colleges. <laughs> textbooks in college. Didn't read those fuckers. Yeah. Most of them. So it feels bad. I guess, you know, the problem was low heat was get out the belt whenever patch notes got dropped when we were playing. <laughs> and then if we didn't read it then, you know, then we'd be we'd be in for a world of hurt the next day. So once once you got away from that environment, you were just like, please give me the sweet release. I don't have to read these things. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, dude. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because, like, I remember that, like, when he told us how to, uh, I guess when he was, like, I don't want to say he was teaching us how to play, but when he would, we would, we would go over, like, replays and stuff, um, he would say, like, oh, somebody needs to catch this wave. And, but then, like, did you know that the minions don't work that way anymore, the way that they did back then? I think Double If and Sneaky were talking about this last weekend on the co-stream, where basically, like, at some point in the game, there was times where, like, um, for some reason, the team who had a gold lead, their minions would be stronger and so their minions would always push and that's how you would get those like reddit highlight clips of people clearing like 30 minions with one lucian queue and stuff like that but that and it's it, it sucks that i don't read pat i didn't read patch notes for a long time but their minion behavior is not like that anymore well, and usually think... when you go to catch a side wave you usually don't get more than like 10 minions at once 
Yeah, I think the I think the change that you're referring to, they made it so it, it actually used to be before where I think minions were like always the same ish, like um like damage wise. But they made it now like if you if you go into a game and you hover over any minions, they have like a little they have two markers on their health bars, uh like above it that are like percent damage dealt and percent damage taken. Like so they, they do more damage and are like take less damage from the enemy minions, I think. Um if you're ahead in like levels as a team, I think is what it is. So the team that's ahead always has like perma pushing, so it's harder for them to breeze. I think is what it is. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it was Medi- yeah Medios and Double Wolf talking about that on their uh, on one of their co streams. Yeah, that that was pretty interesting. I, I I those things are really always hard. Like I still don't really understand like when waves like hold and push and all those just from like looking at them right away. Um, but yeah, that's that that's one of those things that when they talked about it, like it was it's pretty interesting to listen to. It's like yeah, because um it used to be that like if you if you took the first turret like let's say bottom lane and then you left that and you left that lane for a little bit and you you pushed it all the way to the tier two turret if you came back like two minutes later there would be like a huge wave that would bounce back of like yeah like 15 plus minions yeah Yeah, it used to be that way but it i guess like in a way i kind of noticed that since i've been playing so much galio and like i i always side lane after like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and so like it's weird that like just only when they said it that 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 i really realized (laughs) that like that's happening now that you don't get fat waves like that anymore yeah um so yeah that that's actually something that like i really learned about and i like applied it to my game the one game i played last week <laughs> <laughs> hey at least you uh at least you took note that's good way to go dude this show all right dude you ready to do our picks of the week yeah let's get into it okay you or me first uh let's, I'll, I'll take the lead this time because i don't know what you're picking and i'm worried that i might steal it well i don't think i will um this one slightly inspired by this past patch one of the other notes that we didn't mention is that the new bee skins came out and i'm a big fan of the bee skins so i got the bee zahar skin and when i've <laughs> okay. been filling mid i've played a few bee zahar games that champ is pretty fun i like that champ you do a lot of damage uh you go like meandries rylize still and you just like it's i don't know you're so oppressive with silences and suppresses and nobody knows how to play against suppresses still so you really like destroy a lot of these zoomer champions trying to play like camille and zed or whatever and you just lock them in place kill them lock them up dude i'm actually such a an abuser of mid lane champs <laughs> like i i play the champions where like your real skill level is masked by like the champion so like i play galio and like there's so many things about mid lane that like Galio doesn't care about and then <laughs> I used to play Lissandra just like I just roam all day yeah I used to play Malzahar play Twisted Fate like all those champions like they don't care about that's, like yeah, that's true a lot of a lot of stuff I guess yeah I feel um, you but yeah that. I like that pick dude I like that pick I like the skin I like the attitude <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you got for me what's your pick I rock with it dude Actually, so in order to learn TFT, I use a lot of resources. And so one guy that I found on YouTube, his name is MaskOff758. And I really respect that kind of OG, like 2010, straight out of high school kind of name, um, username at least. And so yeah, he, uh, that guy makes some pretty cool videos that are really informational about TFT, unfortunately. <laughs> but I've spent a lot of time with the man in his voice. Um, so that's going to be my pick of the week for this week. Say, say his name one more time for me again. I need to give him a proper thing. Yeah, yeah, so that's going to be uh, Mask Off Set. Wait, yeah, Mask Off 758 at yeah. YouTube.com. Matt, thank you for taking it, boy Chris, hand holding him into the world of teamfight tactics. Yes, sir. He actually does coach, but um, I'm a cheap Asian, so <laughs> he'll, he'll never see me in his Discord server, unfortunately. 
Okay, now that we're all good with that, let's talk about some content that we um, that we usually go over. I uh, I did the usual stuff, you know, the dive, the crackdown. Um, okay, here's the thing. I was lit one. I think one day, like maybe one or two weeks ago, I was listening to the dive, and I was like, these fuckers are talking about the same shit me and Raymond talk about. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, because I think they record on, like, Tuesday morning, and then they release it really fast. Yeah. Whereas we, we record on Monday night, and then release it whenever whenever I get to it. And so, like, we, we'll talk about this stuff Monday night, and then I'll listen to the dive on Tuesday morning. And it's like, <laughs> God damn it, they beat us to all this stuff. <laughs> so that's how I feel about the dive nowadays. They're stealing our jobs. Exactly, dude. Those, Those guys that have been doing this podcast for, like, three and a half years are stealing our jobs. <laughs> um yeah so the dive the crackdown with um i think jezzes so not much to talk about since it was a more of a eu episode but i like those kind of episodes where they get a guest and they talk about his history yeah um excited for the return of summoning insight i was never like an og fan but i've been a fan of it for like the last two years or so lot uh, is it two years like like the year and a half or so um so yeah that's it for me yeah dude uh i think for me i've been listening i don't know same thing um as usual for me watching or listening to hotline league when i get the time um last week they had Gil Hotho on who was the he's the Immortals head coach a former like origin head coach um it's pretty cool to listen to him I, I like when they bring on same thing like when they bring on guests uh it was kind of cool to listen to like an EU personality but talking about uh, NA stuff um and like how his like perceived like differences and those kind of things about the region are um so it was a good perspective especially around all like the import rule kind of stuff so it was cool to listen to and then also shout out to the double lift and medios co-stream getting the other half of you know the media sneaky onto the onto the co-stream there yeah dude i really enjoyed the the double lift x medios collaboration <laughs> um i think they had really good talks throughout the games and a lot of like oh when i was pro i used to do this what did you used to do what did you do on your teams and like what was it like to play with this guy and this guy I, especially because like i kind of forgot that medios played for like 10 different teams in the last five years <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and he I, and he th- i think he said he played on academy for one of those splits as well i'm not too sure yeah Maybe he on was fly quest or something he, like that. he was on optic academy when they had uh Dardoch. like they kind of swapped back and forth on optic oh okay okay yeah you're right but you're right that was a that was a was wild that- team when they had fucking uh medios and crown and like arrow on that team like what the hell was going on on optic <laughs> oh it was that split that was what was that 2019 uh shit was crown and i don't remember dude i don't i i can never remember when crown was anywhere in na it always just felt like he was underperforming on like some random na team and it was optic or clg and it doesn't matter which damn feels bad <laughs> hey but you know what dude he's off to the moon now so that's true Crown to the moon. <laughs> All right, let's get right into some LCS week five. Um, I'll just get started right away with the standings. At first place, we've got Cloud9. I'll never do that again. <laughs> we've got Cloud9 at 11 and 4, followed up by um, TSM and Dignitas, just one game behind at 10 and 5. And then another game behind is TL and 100 Thieves at 9 and 6 for 4th and 5th. And then lastly, we've got EG at 6 with um, 8 wins and 7 losses, with an honorable mention for IMT, who's just one game behind that. So for 1st through 7th, it's gonna, it's 4, 5, 6, 7, or 8 losses after um, 15 games each, 5 weeks of play. And next week, dude, we're going into week 6, which is going to be the end of the, the spring split. How do you feel about these standings, dude? Uh, You know, I, I feel like looking at these standings, the 16th, 
guys that are there, what you kind of expected, but how they've shaken up, I don't know. It's a little wild. Maybe, I guess, honorable mention to Dig. I, I'll say, I mean, obviously, I think the sixth place maybe was a toss-up between, like, Dig, CLG, you know, maybe FlyQuest or Immortals as we headed in the season, but Dig has showed up, man. Ten and five, second place. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, they're really putting it in. I think they've had two undefeated weekends now where they've gone 3-0. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. I don't I don't think a lot of teams have done that. I think it's just only C9, TSM, and Dignitas who've had at least one 3-0 weekend. Um, huh. Yeah, that sounds right, actually. It's, uh, well, no, 100 Thieves also started the season 3-0, I think. But since then, I think, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Then, but yeah, those, I think you're right on, on those four. That sounds like 3-0. Yeah, because actually, yeah, those four. Because I remember, uh, did you see on Saturday Jensen's tweet where he tweeted out, glad to get our first 3-0 weekend after their Saturday match before they had to face CLG on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and little did he know. Little did he know. Fucking Jensen, jinxing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I'm pretty excited. The standings are pretty close, and that makes me pretty hyped for playoffs, but I'm getting ahead of myself. There's still one week left. That's true. I mean, I don't know if you're that far ahead, dude. Only one week, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it seems like it hasn't been that long. <laughs> yeah, dude. And speaking of which, we got a little uh, circle of suck, so the kids are calling it these days, <laughs> um, with the standings. So, like, in the top six, we've got TSM has 2-0'd TL, but TL has 2-0'd C9, but Dignitas has 2-0'd TSM. So, like, who's better than anyone else and then um we do have some ties where like tsm and tn9 are one and one and then i think um dig has to play both tl and c9 next weekend so we'll see how those pan out and see um if they can maintain second or even go for first place there yeah i mean it's it is actually pretty contentious on these like top four or five teams um i mean even i think before last week we would have looked at it and seen like c9 like regardless of if they had just lost to tl this weekend maybe um you know and you look at c9 and it's like they're they've been pretty dominant like in all their games against these other top teams but now they've dropped a couple here and there like last weekend i don't know it wasn't good for them and that's not a not a look that i'd want to be for them heading into playoffs but i don't know everybody else is kind of taking shots at each other uh they had their highs had their lows it's, it's interesting for sure yeah, so I'll definitely be looking forward to this week of games. But before we get into that, let's talk about last week of week five, where our Friday featured game of the match was going to be TSM versus Nyctitas. Is that, you want to get started with this one, man? Ah, uh, I mean, sure, dude. I think I, I I feel like did we both call TSM on this? Because this was uh, this was looking pretty TSM favored uh, throughout the start of it, and then I don't know, a couple couple of dragons get away from them, a couple fights go awry, and then suddenly, despite having a super fed POE on Victor, you. Assume that's like an auto win every game uh they threw a couple team fights just kind of i don't know no no respect for the enemy team given and dig whacked out with a win on this one it was it was a pretty it was pretty exciting i feel like from both teams like pretty pretty well played i would have said um but yeah dig gets the win Dig gets the 2-0 on the season on the split yeah i really like this game i like these kind of games where like even just for a casual viewer you can see that like you can t- you can see that tsm has the gold lead but dignitas still has some good things going for them and they can get, they can get the dragons stacked um unfortunately it ends in like a weird fight yeah that one was super weird i I feel like if you were tsm you definitely just look at that and you're like man how do we throw so hard it seemed like it seemed like such a good i like even watching it as a fan like they started out and it's like oh maybe they don't catch these guys but it's still a really good chunk right like a great great fight and then the fight keeps going a little bit and you're like oh now everybody's here okay it's still gonna be and then suddenly like two people are dead and then you're getting chased out of your jungle and then everybody's dead and you're like ah shit that's game 
Yeah, dude. I was actually really surprised that they ended off with that, but um, hats off to them. I'm pretty excited. Um, and I do want to, it'd be pretty crazy if they end up finishing in first place next week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the way c Dimes played, you know, honestly, we Oof, it wouldn't be too surprising to see, like, C9 in, like, third place if TSM and Dig, like, both 3-0 could happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Honestly, dude, it, like, it doesn't matter as long as you finish uh, top four. And we'll talk about that later because we'll go over the um, midseason showdown format. Sounds good. And then for Saturday, our featured game was going to be C9 versus TL, where TL had won previously. And then in this game, C9 started off with a pretty good gold lead uh, with Zven on Caitlyn. Um, but unfortunately, Alfari's dick was just way too big this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so TL walk away with the dub on this one, dude. Yeah, this one, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think he hit it on the head. Alfari just dig dick nar all over C9's play. I, I think Perks is playing like cocky Perks maybe a little bit, maybe brainless Perks a little bit, uh, getting into some of these situations. But Alfari definitely capitalized. Showed, showed people why teams like to pick nar <laughs> i've actually been liking perks on on cloud nine so far even if he's like not super flashy but i'm i'm thinking that like strategically um he must be adding a lot to the team especially when you're working with new people well he's played with zven before but you're mostly working with new people and you've yeah. got a rookie top laner as well so i'm sure there's a lot of things they need to iron out and um i think fudge has been playing really solid lately as well yeah that's true um, but yeah they like this weekend a lot of teams just kind of played through fudge tbh um <laughs> where alfari alfari got to um get a good lead on him and then got a good solo kill near the end on him as well yeah i mean even this game uh, there's it seemed like alfari wasn't like hard stomping him like fudge stayed pretty even he was i mean he was relevant for a long time until alfari just decided to end the game kind of against everybody else um but it wasn't it wasn't like you know it wasn't like some games we see like with miles where he's getting just smashed or that i guess that we saw from like walking uh-huh yeah actually some of the nars went pretty sicko mode this weekend now that i think about it but anyways that's getting a little off topic <laughs> uh tl got the win there i actually really like this game um a pretty good back and forth i i honestly i like most games where one team has a gold lead and then they lose those those usually turn out to be good games unless <laughs> it was like a severe barren throw or something unless it was like a clg game <laughs> <laughs> yeah true 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 well even then well it's just CLG games give you that like nervous anxiety of like fuck dude how are they gonna how are they gonna lose yeah you you can watch it and you can be like okay this has to be a win there's no way this could be a loss i've never seen even like silver players throw a lead like this and then (laughs) then they do it man dude they didn't get first blood how are they gonna lose how are they gonna lose (laughs) yeah dude um, and then moving on to our final featured game from week five is going to be TSM versus C9, where again, dude, they have Sven on Caitlyn. He gets the good gold lead and and they dick down Spika so hard with the late <laughs> invade. Yeah. Spika gets four buffs. That's yeah. Where they sp- four buff Spika and they he's down like 50, C- 40 or 50 CS to blabber. He's died like three times in a row. <laughs> Actually, I I I want to pull up. I want to try and find like right when they when they dove top and see how far behind Speaker was because he was like level three and like fifty CS down already at fucking like six minutes into the game. 
Yeah, dude. It was actually so insane how far ahead Blabber was of Spica and the way that they put him down of like stealing all his buffs, making sure he didn't get the bot scuttle either, and then killing him there as well. Like that was so crazy. But that game was also such a good example of like when you're down, you can still help your teammates get a, a fatter lead than the other person has on you. Yeah, true. Um, um, like you said, like on the top dive, like when they did that to Fudge, I, I think uh, he was saying in his post game interview with Double Lift that like he he doesn't have TP, he's gonna lose three waves. Even it sucks that they traded one for one there but like that dive was so good in favor of tsm that it, it nearly negated the lead that flabber had over spika yeah and spika was already i mean when you're o2 as a jungler you're like man i don't give a fuck like what happens to me now i'm already dick like if i can get hooney something here if i can get you know sword art the successful roam like that's better for you guys than it matters for me i'm already out of this one yeah for sure so i really enjoyed this game and then in fact um i think lost gets a pentakill this game as well so that was pretty cool yeah this this was that was actually one of the best like handed off pentas in <laughs> in a professional you know where they where they get one guy like cc'd and you get the long range kaisa w just for the the ko gotta respect it yeah that's pretty satisfying um but yeah i really enjoyed that game and uh i would recommend you go watch it if you haven't seen it already actually i gotta ask you dude do you like spoilers or do you care for spoilers for for anything for lcs or movies tv shows I think it depends, kind of, because I don't know. I feel like I feel like for sports, usually I'd rather know about what happened. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of weird about sports. Like I'm a I'm I'm definitely like a, a numbers guy. Like I don't know. I just get a hard on for like seeing people with good score lines and shit, and not like sometimes I just don't care about the game. I was like, yeah, but dude, how many three pointers did he hit that last game? So like I, I'll I'll I'm cool with spoilers there. Uh, and if it's a good game, like I can go back and watch it. But I'm not. I'd rather I'd rather know the outcome for those. But like stuff like movies. And tv shows i think i'd rather watch it than have it spoiled okay i can respect that i think it depends for me as well um i would say like 80 to 85 percent of the time i don't care about spoilers um for like for anything if you spoil me on a tv show like sometimes sometimes if you spoil me on a tv show that makes me want to watch it more because i want to know what leads up to that yeah. kind of thing that's because you spoiled the ending or something if you spoiled a plot twist that I, I guess that matters but if you spoil the ending that doesn't matter as much to me because i still want to know what happens up to that i'm actually with you there i I'll, I'll give a quick on that i'll give a quick example i watched i i didn't watch game of thrones until like before the last season um i i remember i forget what it was it was like at the end of a party uh and i'm hanging out with people and it's it's like i don't i don't know why people even turned it on but we turned on like the last two episodes of like game of thrones season seven i think uh uh, and I was just giving people shit that like, cause I, I'd never watched it. I didn't give a shit. Uh, and I, so I was bugging people about like, Oh my God, what are they doing? This is such a stupid show. Like, why would someone do that? <laughs> and then just, and, and you know, and so I watched like the season, like up till then, like the season finale, right? Like it's the hypest stuff of like the whole show. And then I'm like, yeah, then, then like during that next summer, like me, me and my roommates watched through the whole show, like afterwards, I'm like, yeah, no, that was, that was, that was good. I liked it. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, and then as for LCS or or any league game for that pro game for that matter, I usually don't care. But then sometimes if I do care, then like then I know not to look at Reddit or Twitter and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's not a big deal for me. And then um, and I, I in a way you can control it. So if if it if it really matters, then I just won't look at that stuff. Um, like if if I'm about to watch it, um, then I don't want to know. Right. Well, it's better if I don't know. Like most of the time, like it, you're better off not being spoiled. But also, like I don't care that much. Yeah. All right, enough with that side tangent. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're done with LCS Week 5. Let's look forward to LCS Week 6, the final uh, final three games for each team to see how they finish out the spring uh, season. I'm really looking forward to this one. And um, coming up for our featured match for Friday, we've got TL versus Dignitas, where TL previously took the win from them. But right now, Dignitas is in second place and TL is in th- uh, tied for fourth and fifth place. So this, in a weird way, like I wouldn't have predicted that this is going to be such an important game in terms of the standings and for Dignitas to be ahead of them at this point in time but here we are this is the world we're in dude and yeah, i'm really right. looking forward to this match yeah i think this should be good i i don't know about you i feel like the last few weeks i just keep i keep expecting this to be the week that like dignitas just starts doing badly right like you think like oh they, they're they're six and three or something it's like they can't be that good like it's still right, it's somehow right. just early season i don't know dardox get wins on cheese junglers and then the next week they still do good so by this point i feel like i'm, I'm kind of done like waiting for dig to lose and i you know I'm, I'm feeling like this is just gonna be a good game like these are top six teams yeah dude in respect to afro when you know he's led this team or you know i assume at least and then he took the 100 thieves team to first place in the regular season back in 2018 as well when they first started up so he's had some really good um signs of life throughout his career um in the lcs so i really like that and i'm i'm low-key rooting for him but to be honest dude i still don't know like if you ask me the name who's on dignitas i couldn't tell you <laughs> dude come on how do you watch how do you watch the double of videos co-stream and not know about neo man come on <laughs> okay i i know everybody but the top laner like who, who the <laughs> top laner is it escapes me right now i have no clue do you want to guess or are we just gonna um okay let me guess so so bottom is neo afremu jungle is dardock mid, mid is saligo i think yeah, yeah, yeah. and then top laner it, it, um it's gonna be an na person has it's not solo i mean NA, um, dignitas is the mcdonald's team right like it has to be NA. <laughs> Imagine if they had red in in their logo <laughs> as well. That would just be GG. Um Dude, I'm serious. I don't know. Come don't on, know dude. It's fake god. It's fake oh, dude, god. You're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I should have asked for like the, the first letter hint. A uh, a phone a friend there. Yeah. Yeah, you could have gotten something. Is anybody else? Dang, yeah. dude. It's all right. So we got bad. there. We got I just, there. but I don't. I just don't care about that team, dude. I don't think I've like. I've, so they played fifteen games, right? I've maybe watched like two or three Dignitas games so far, and they've been the ones where they played like TSM and C nine. Uh huh. Yeah. So unfortunately, I haven't given them the respect or the chance. But maybe I should, dude. Maybe I should put some respect on the Dig name. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel like I feel like at this point they've earned it. I'll be honest. They've earned it for sure. No matter. Well. I think they have a pretty tough weekend. Even if they don't do well this weekend, I respect it. I respect what they've done so far. I'm kind of rooting for them, but not really at the same time. So you're saying it's TL? TL's going to take the Friday game? Uh, you, that's the problem, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I just... Dignitas is so unreadable for me. But TL did win last time. I don't remember how that game went. But TL TL been, have been so up and down sometimes. Yeah, Especially true. since they lost to CLG. It's like, what is that team's skill level? <laughs> Why are they so inconsistent? Core JJ, what are you doing, man? You said those first two things. I wasn't sure you were talking about TL or CLG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, shit, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know who I would go with. All right. I'll just say it. I'm going Dig. Money's on Dig. Okay. okay. I was going to say that. I was going to say no reasoning. I'll just go with Dig. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude. That's so weird. What world did we live in? <laughs> you told me six months ago that Dignitas is going to beat TL, or Dignitas could be favored to beat TL and beat them in regular standings this season. Oof. The split, I guess. 
I would say you're trolling. I would say you're trolling. <laughs> I would I would say oh, you're one of those psychos on Hotline League. Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> okay, moving on to our featured Saturday game of week six. We've got another Dignitas game, this time against Cloud9. And again, Dignitas lost to them previously in the split. So deck, uh, C9 has the 1-0 victory over them. And th- I think this one's also tough to call, dude, after seeing C9's previous two games where they lost last Saturday and last Sunday. After having a gold lead, it's like they're already locked in for playoffs. So, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. I think Sven did have a tweet about that saying, I'm pretty sure he said he was going to int. <laughs> oh, did, did, he, did he really I, say something I, like time I, to int or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think he said locked for playoffs, time to int. <laughs> I can respect that, dude. Well, honestly, I don't recall him inting, but Perks is Perks is up there sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this one's tough to call for me as well because, you know, you just look at one team who had a 3-0 weekend and the other team didn't. So it's like, man, what is going on? And then um, I guess they're playing on a different patch this week. So that might shake some things up. That's true. But yeah, I think this one's tough to call. I think I ha- that, So I think C9 could win if they played serious, like 100% balls to the wall serious. Yeah. But I think because... You know, the players on Dignitas would, would like are like they would love to finish first or second place for a lot of um a lot of those guys like Fake God, Zaligo, and Neo. Yeah. For the first time having like a full split in LCS, I suppose. So yeah, I think I think this game could also kinda go coin flip, honestly, just depending on how the way that C9 looks at this game, since they already have um a one one with or they already have the game lead over Dignitas. So even if they lost this one, it, it could still go to like um oh dude, I didn't even realize that that like if Dignitas wins this game, there could be like tiebreakers at the end of Sunday. Now yeah, I think about true. it. So yeah, th- this match is really important for implications on who could finish first or second. Or even third, I suppose, um, in the standings. And so, um, I, yeah, I'm just going to go with Dignitas on this one. Because now that I think about it, I think the players could be really hungry. I think they're going to do their research. Whereas C9 might not as care, might not care as much. Um, especially if they're not going to end up... They probably won't end up playing Dignitas in like the first round of playoffs or something. Yeah. So, I, I just don't know what like C, where C9 level, C9's level of care is at for this match. <laughs> even though it is pretty important. Yeah, that's kind of true. I feel like... If I had to, if I had to guess, I'm thinking about the C9 team. I'm thinking right now that 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 Sven is like, all right, guys. I know I said time to end on Twitter, but like, shape the fuck up. We're not gonna go 05 to end the split. So looking, I, I don't know. For for C9, this is like, I don't know. They play CLG on Friday and they play IMT on Saturday or on Sunday. I mean, and so this dig game is like, if you if you look at just standings, you know, and not recent form on like how good CLG has been or like that IMT has taken top top teams. Uh, this is kind of like their. Only important game. I feel like this is the one I would be. You know, if you, if you even if you're C9 and you're only prepping for one game this week, it's this game. So I I think it's gonna be C9 for sure. I can respect that pick. I I mean, I, yeah. you, you could think <laughs> I like then again, it could be that you're C9 and you do the same thing that you did against TSM, and you're like, yeah, okay, we got our jungler 40 CS and three levels up at six minutes. Uh, that was our whole plan, and then it doesn't matter the prep when you just let that slip away because you can't play your draft. So who who knows? Who knows really? Yeah, you know what? I that made a lot of hype for me. I'm really looking forward to this game. <laughs> to finish out the weekend, our featured game of Sunday is going to be 100 Thieves versus TL, where 100 Thieves got the victory over TL last time. But I'm not so hot on 100 Thieves right now, especially after the Ryoma swap. Well, even when they were playing with Demonte for the week or two before that, I wasn't really feeling them anymore. They didn't seem the same team that they were for like the first couple weeks of LCS and the end of lock-in. Uh, so I'm not really sure how I feel about this team or where their skill level is at, because uh, they started playing a little bit like EG. <laughs> they're kind of flippy to be honest 
Yeah, you know, I think what you know what I said about Dig earlier, where I was like, this is the team. Like, I each week I expect them to start doing good, you know, or, or start doing badly. I feel like 100 these they started out 3-0, and even I feel like week one, I even I thought like this is a shaky 3-0. This is like probably the worst like 3-0 team I've seen in LCS, and then they've just stayed shaky. I, I like you know you keep thinking like oh they're good, oh they look good in lock in. Like someday has this good team now, and I'm waiting for the the week that we can say okay 100 these is good now, and I just feel like they're not ever amounting to that yeah dude that's how i feel too and so for this game even though 100 thieves won the last time that these two teams matched up i'm gonna go with tl on this one i think that on their good days tl is really solid and on their uh if 100 thieves has a good day i would think that tl would overtake them anyways yeah uh yeah, man. I I think yeah. I think I'm gonna say the same. I don't know. There's nothing. There's not. There's nothing in my head right now that I can say. Yeah. Okay. Rioma's gonna come out and demolish Jensen. Like I don't know. Like it just seems like yeah. TL is too too like consistent. They're all they're all like really strong players individually. Uh, maybe closer has a pop off game and you know Santorin just picks Garner and doesn't get to control the game like he usually wants to or something. But I think it's TL for this week too show dude okay and then um i look forward to if there's any um i look forward to any match breaking tie games tiebreaker match games at the end (laughs) of sunday i assume that's when they're going to take place because the lcs mid-season showdown is going to start right away there's no there's not going to be any break in between and so the whole spring playoffs is going to take from march 20th up to april 11th um so that's about three weeks um, and it's going to be first off, I'm, I'm not too sure what the schedule is, but how the games are going to go is that, um, whoever finishes first place is going to play fourth place in the, the upper bracket, so to speak. And then second place will play third place. And then the fifth seed will play whoever loses between first and fourth place while sixth seed will play whoever loses between second and third. And so if you finish fifth or sixth in the standings, um, you only get to lose once. Uh, you only get to lose one match in the midseason showdown. Whereas if you finish one through fourth, if it's a essentially a double elimination bracket where you can lose twice um it's not exactly double elimination like they do in uh like smash bros and most fighting games um where they do something called a bracket reset at the end um they're not gonna i'm pretty sure they're not gonna do that here yeah, I don't think so. so there's no I'm not going to say there's no incentive, but there, there's at least no reward in a way for going undefeated, because if you if you make it to the finals undefeated, if you lose the finals, then you just lose. You don't get like a second chance or anything. Where if, whereas if you lose on the way to the finals, you get a second chance, so to speak. Um, so that's how the midseason showdown is going to work out. How do you feel about um, this kind of like faux double nation, double elim kind of feel, um, especially after TSM's kind of miracle run last year? Are you like, are you a fan of like the gauntlet kind of thing of like teams dropping down and having to play all these teams to make it the whole way and do like the miracle run kind of thing? Yeah, I think I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously the the lower bracket miracle run stuff is is really cool. Um, and I think that I don't know. I think I think for the teams that are you know like the the first seed like potential players like those are it's it's almost uh relieving i think as a fan even though upsets are cool like if you see if you see like like cloud nine lose in the first round of playoffs uh it's like damn that sucks that you know if it's like it could be a five game series and it could be a sick five game series but then now you don't see cloud nine play the rest of the way uh and yeah and so i think and that has actually happened so much to c9 where like they just (laughs) lose to someone in the semis and and that's it they don't get to play anymore yeah um yeah so i think i like that part of it you know you get to see 
at least for, for those teams that you assume are like the better teams you get to see more games out of them um and you get you know you get that chance to have really high hype runs um i don't know the bracket reset stuff doesn't really bug me that much um i mean we saw it last season like with when tsm made the run back and flyquest like only lost that one series to tsm at the end um right and how would how they would do it is if it was if it was real, a real double elimination then they were they would play a, another best of five series right after that yeah and that's that's just never gonna happen yeah i just there's no way like even if you did it on back-to-back days i don't know i feel like that's kind of it's almost like it's just not the same like as you get with um i don't know like in fighting games i think it's it's like it's infeasible to play them back-to-back and i think giving a day between like throws off you know that you it's like weird on like prep stuff and that kind of thing too you don't want to schedule like how do you schedule that like do they play on sunday and then maybe you get the actual finals on monday like i don't know um so yeah I i don't know that's not a big deal to me i think just like being able to play less games you know you might be able to hide more strats you might be able to just get more like stress-free practice time whatever it is um i think that's cool awesome dude so yeah we're coming to the end of the spring season and then the playoffs are going to start off i think one last thing i have to say is that like conceptually i like best of series but a lot of the time i don't know if i really want to watch three three or possibly more games of eg versus hundred thieves or or that sort of thing yeah i usually like like conceptually i like it and i like to see that like i like to see like the post-match threads of like okay who got the victory and then i like it that um teams get to play more than one team um instead of just getting knocked out right away yeah um so yeah i like i like the format do you know I hope the teams actually, are gonna do well do you know in this is it um like for the upper bracket kind of do they play um do they like reseed against the teams from the lower bracket or do they play each other right away for like a bit into finals can you say that again so like we have the first the first two matches are first versus fourth second versus third right do the right and so we know who the losers play but do the winners play each other like could you get first versus second as the second game in the upper bracket and then the winner that goes to finals or is it like the loser bracket happens and then the top two teams like pick from those people or it's double elim so like first and second play each other and winner goes to finals and then second place plays the winner of like the loser four that makes sense Right. I think it um I think it's predetermined. I don't think I don't think at any point you get to pick between who you get to play, but there is side selection given to the team who more recently lost, if that makes sense. Okay, but so okay, so but so it's um so like if if seeds just won out, right, you'd see like if number if the one seed won and the two seed won, they play the next weekend though, and then could drop down to a loser's bracket. It's just like straight like double elim kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that Dignitas is locked in as well. Are they? Would you go dig? I guess because they have the tiebreaker against TSM, maybe? They're 2-0. Okay. Yeah, so whoever loses in round two of the upper bracket, they get side selection in, in that match. Bracket. In, in the Final. lower bracket, yeah. Okay. But they don't they don't get to pick, I guess. Right, right. I was thinking, because they've done that before. Um, well, like, for example, in summer playoffs, where the first and second seed had buys, they didn't right. play, like, predetermined, like, the who won in the first round. They had the first seed pick of the two winners, who they wanted to play. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was because, like, first and second place both got buys. Right. And the difference between those two is first place gets to pick who they play. Right, right, right. Okay, and then I guess the last thing we have to talk about is a lot of AD carries are getting pentakills this year in the LCS. Um, so we've had four turtle pentakills, and all of them Wait, are by four AD turtle carries. pentakills. Turtle has four. <laughs> I misspoke, dude. Four, four total, four turtle, four total. Dude, that's a tongue twister. Slip. I can't do it. Freudian slip, dude. I can't do it, dude. 
Anyway, so yeah, Wild Turtle has two pentakills, and then one of them was this previous weekend, and then alongside him, Lost and Neo both got a uh, pentakill as well. So that's pretty cool. I really like pentakills in the LCS. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's always hype to see. I mean, it, the the sad thing that, about this is that you know you see ADCs get all these pentas, so you just you know ADC is a broken roll, and so I know that it's gonna get nerfed soon. Feels bad, man. Feels bad for sure. Or at least, um, actually, I guess what I meant to say about this topic is, how do you feel about collector? Because other than Kaisa, I don't really like that item. Yeah, I think I think it's a bait. <laughs> I like I I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's I think it's good when you're against a lot of like squishy people, like obviously, right? But I think like even with Kaisa, I think a lot of people autopilot like the buy, you know, like you see it and it's like, "Oh, you get extra gold. Oh, it's a free, you know, you get free kills." Like it's so good. I think especially, if, you know, uh, there's a lot of ADs where like that last tick usually doesn't matter. Like if you if you could get the kill, you're going to get the kill. Like 5% HP isn't like you're not hitting them always to get them the under 5 um i don't know i think i think it's you're better off buying stuff like lord dom's stuff like an attack speed like a zeal item or something like that as your second a lot of the time but it's like obviously just so feels good to get lethality early and still have a crit item yeah i think that's what i like about it the most i care more about the build path and the components of collector i don't care about the collector passive yeah but i like that if you're looking for lethality in your build for a second for a second item and like the game looks like it can accommodate that and over lord doms or something like that then um i think that's cool you have that choice and like honestly not a lot of roles have that much choice yeah that's true I, yeah personally i don't care for collector itself but i i think it's pretty cool that like if you want lethality then you could grab it and you can like start blowing people up if you're even if you're playing like i don't know why i thought about zaya there's no way zaya is blowing anybody up <laughs> but let's say more like um like mf or something like yeah. that yeah it, it is nice for those champs like like the mfs like the jins who have lethality builds you know and you like before it was like i either go lethality and i feel like i do damage with abilities or i go crit and i don't you know but now you kind of you can go crit because that's still the better scaling but you can get some lethality early and still feel good about your power curve that is nice yeah that's a good point and um dang i guess i can't wait until varus comes back in the meta then because that's like that's gonna be really he's gonna have really cool build paths yeah that's true except uh varus in the meta i don't know if i i don't know if i agree with you but if i can't wait i I think i can wait on that one (laughs) actually dude i kind of that's actually something i want to like have a talk about maybe maybe right now is not a good time but like basically i was thinking that like what if League of Legends was like had like seasonal metas, so to speak? And so like at some point in the year, Azir is gonna be good, Corky's gonna be good, or or Ezreal or Varus. Like at certain parts of the year for like for I guess pro games is where it matters the most. Mm-hmm. Like pro players need to exhibit that they can play a wide range of champions. And so at some point in the year, tanks are gonna be good and it'd be sick if you had a tank player on your team. And then at some point of the year, Elise, Kha'Zix are gonna be really good, and so you're gonna enjoy playing the game at that time. Like, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but like, do you, what would you think about that? Because I, I, personally, I like it when Ezreal is good. Yeah. And so I can't wait until the part of the year where he's going to be good. And it feels <laughs> like that it it's something that recurs. Like, at some point in the year, Ezreal is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for that point or patch. Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. I think I think Azale is someone who's kind of talked about like this topic before. I, I'm pretty sure if you go back on his Twitter, like not too long ago, he's he's put up posts like kind of on this um, on this vein. I think his idea uh, or something that he mentioned was like doing like every patch or every couple patches, you just like global ban like the top ten or top twenty presence champions from the last patch, um, and like 
yeah, I mean, you just can't pick it, right? Like we go like last week when we went over the top ten presents. Like you just you, this week you don't get to pick Renekton or Tristana. Like you don't have to ban it. It's just the the champ pool is suddenly twenty champs less. Um, and I think that's maybe maybe that's too. That's I think there's problems with like that implementation of it. But I do think it's interesting. Um, like trying to have yeah, like some some way to make sure that all the champs that you know you like come back into the meta. But I don't. I just don't know a good way to do it. And I feel like you know doing like the guiding like doing something seasonal like sounds kind of wonky i don't know how you do that um because it, it feels like you might shoehorn like some champs in by having to buff them like kind of outrageously or something but mm-hmm. it could be interesting um i just feel like there's probably more often than not more problems to it um than just like having the game be a game most of the time i would think yeah dude i was actually like i'm pretty sure d probably talked about this it's actually really come to fruition will come to mind for me lately is that like there's so much info that you need to know in league of legends now and then like um when i'm trying to like coach my friend how to play sometimes it's like there's so many things i want to tell you and that you need to know about for even for us to just do well in lame yeah well in lane let alone the rest of the game yeah and i i just don't know where to start well <laughs> i do know where to start the, the st- it's like the I starting point start. for everyone yeah, I do know where to start, but like I don't have time to sit you down after the next game and pull up the PowerPoint that we go over for an hour. So like <laughs> let's just keep going and ending away early. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a couple things. Like, um I think I was listening to the crackdown and Thorn was saying something like when I watch Whippo's stream, sometimes he'll explain something, but then he might like brush it away and like maybe he'll meme about it. But I think what really happens is that um Whippo has an answer and he he can give an answer for a decision that he made in the game. Yeah. But the explanation for that is way longer than it that decision would ever like take the, the, the yeah, yeah the the explanation for that is way longer it could be longer than the the, the whole game to be frank right <laughs> and so like the explanation is so long that like he just there's no reason to give it on right. stream at least yeah and so that's what the was saying about that and so i kind of feel that way where like shit i don't know where i was going with this but anyways, what I was going to say is the starting point for everybody is to like just to know what every champion does and to play it Not even all of that. Once. It's to pick like two champs and know like what you do on those two champs. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's what I mean is that like know, know your champions, but then like also know what other champions do. Yeah. And then I'll tell you how to freeze a lane and that sort of thing. <laughs> it, that's what I meant to go is like, yeah, that's the starting point, And then like. Then I'll tell you, like, okay, and then you, and somewhere in between there, okay, practice your CS, okay, learn, know all your builds by heart, <laughs> know when you, like, of course, like, there's that stuff thrown in between. Know when to go collector and when to go right, learn right. Dimes. yeah. But I would say that's, like, one of the most important things to start off with. And then I'll tell you how to, like, manipulate the minions at level one, or, you know, some dog shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's like, that's the thing, like, that's what's so cool about League, is that it's such a is that cool though system. i don't even know i don't know i think it is because i i mean i don't know like if i if it's not the same as like it's not the same as like mario kart where you play like you know two hours of mario kart and you you know once you learn how to drift and like hold items behind you like you've learned the whole game right and it's just like how good do you take corners or like use your mushrooms right, right? like okay it's not it's not as simple as that There's so many people are gonna flame you now sure yeah I'm sorry just, yeah. i'm just kidding i mean what you want mario kart <laughs> i get it i get it talk though. yeah okay um <laughs> but i think that like um i think that because there's so many complexities to league and it's not all down one path like if, if the game was just like somehow like like csing was incredibly hard right and you just like the only way you got better at league is if you got better at csing like even if it was it took years to get to perfect cs that's not fun to progress in right 
right? Because like you only you only like the game if you like CSing. But if you like macro or you like you know playing jungle or you like top lane one v ones and knowing like all your matchup knowledge, like those are so different, so many different ways for so many different people to go in league, and then you can get better at each one like at your own rate. And it's not like they're all uh, independent of each other. It's like if you get better at the top lane one v one and knowing your matchups, that's something that like if you go back to playing AD carry, even though before you were just focused on like CSing and maybe auto spacing or something like now you kind of keep in mind like oh what cooldowns do they have up kind of thing like the, like those kind of skills transfer between each other and you get better at league like no matter what you get better at individually so i think that's what's really cool that was beautifully put dude <laughs> thank you i guess that um that is a cool part about league i just get so sad with like the information overload and burden that that like can scare away new players and honestly yeah. i'm surprised like that league of legends even gets new players in <laughs> you know in the 2020s decade like yeah there's just so there's there's so much there's too much and there's too much that's true but then it is it's also surprising to me that you know like people can play for like six years and still be like hard stuck bronze you know like it's it's such a like that's that's like there's so many different things to be good at you find the right skill bracket and i don't know you you, it's still fun that's so funny dude like actually i remember one time i was like um doing some against the tos stuff and i was i was playing (laughs) on my friend's account and um and he was silver and i remember playing riven against this this silver renekton and mr silver renekton i always think about you because that guy was really fucking good on renekton and then like shit at the game elsewhere yeah but like that gave me respect for silver players who like who have like 1500 games in ranked (laughs) but they're like silver two or something like that right and it's just like they're they're good at something but, but like, not everything. <laughs> but there's a lot holding them back. Yeah. And then like, and like, so like, you can have good mechanics as a silver player. I'm not saying that all silver players have bad mechanics, but right. like, that that Renekton, he showed me, he showed me the light. <laughs> but unfortunately, it was like a shitty like closet light. Right. But he had it, dude. And it, fuck, was it was it right on how to play Renekton versus Renekton? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and that's going to be it for episode 6 of On The Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it, and if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you are listening to us on, if you haven't already subscribed. We'd appreciate it if you also gave us a rating or hit the like button to show us some support. You can find us on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and so forth. We'll see you all next week for another episode of On The Hunt. Thanks everyone for listening. Hell yeah.